Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. My name's Brandon. And my name is Craig. How are you this morning? I'm pretty good. How about you? Did you have a great Mother's Day yesterday? Um, it was not as planned, but yes, it was good. Or should I say, did your wife have a decent Mother's Day? I, at one point, I got a text from you said she was sleeping on the couch. That's probably a good thing for. She a mom took to about do. a three-hour nap. Wow, Which that's more than her, a nap. That's a night's sleep for right? some people. For her, it was good. She good. liked. She loves Sunday afternoon naps. I can tell. <laughs> so it was. It was nice. So we had one that went down yesterday morning. Christian wasn't feeling well, and so we had plans to get together with family. So we decided to put that off till next week, and um, you know we want everybody healthy for that. So um, we were like, well, let's just stay stay home. And uh, I figured, you know, I could get the grass mowed because it needed it really bad. And yeah, I'm I, a, I've been mowing every two days. I knew that. If she sat down on a couch, she'd it's be over. Out. And it's so over. that was, I knew, I knew that she <laughs> would go down for a nap. Oh, and, man. And it would be good. So, well, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers one yes. day late. So, yeah. uh, to, uh, my, uh, wife Anita, to Allie, to my daughter Danae, to my daughter-in-law Heather. Um, hope you guys had a great Mother's Day and, um, hope you, hope everybody who's listening who's a mom had a great Mother's Day. So, mm-hmm. uh, I want to give a huge shout out. I think today is somebody's birthday. We heard about this yesterday at church. Do you remember who it is? I know somebody's birthday was yesterday. I thought it was today. Wendy Terrell's birthday was yesterday. So really? Happy so birthday happy to birthday, Wendy. Wendy. So 39, Wendy, I, I think guess. so. Uh, 39. Yeah. Uh, Maria Roland. Maria, that's right. Today, right? I, there's some, been so and much she that turned happened. 39 also She today. turned 39 as well. Yes. Yeah, so so ha- happy birthday, Maria. Happy birthday. Hope uh, hope you have a great day. And uh, I really just wanted to break into uh, Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> Right there. Maria? You haven't heard that song? My Maria. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Maria, I love you. There you go. Yeah, okay, there you go. So uh, your birthday just got a lot worse. But anyway. I apologize. So happy birthday anyways. Yeah, so happy birthday to uh, to everybody. Uh, Wendy, uh, Maria, and um, hope you guys are going to have a uh, – hope, hope Wendy had a great day. Hope Maria you have an awesome day, and hope it's a good week for everybody. So um, just before we went on to the podcast and um, – this guy sitting across from me mm-hmm. tried to blame his own children mm-hmm. for wanting to listen to Justin Bieber. I'm not lying. Okay, maybe you aren't, but you still, you should see his face. It's a face of love and devotion, man, I'm telling you. This guy digs Justin Bieber. I don't know what you're looking at. Are you looking in the mirror or what? Because no. there is no, no, okay. no look of... <laughs> Love and devotion. Okay, on next my Monday face. night when I bring up his name, you all, if you're here in the live audience, you watch his face, you watch how it just changes. It goes from like normal to like, oh my gosh, it's a bromance right here. So <laughs> if I was going to have a bromance with anybody, uh huh. I think we all know. <laughs> Besides Zach Efron, maybe Justin Bieber would be way oh, on, the, on the, like, like, yeah, he'd be barely above Zach Efron, Jeez. like, way on, low on the totem pole. Like, all right, thanks for joining us on Crown. We'll see you next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my kids were watching Dude Perfect, and and Zach Efron was on there. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. goodness, like, why, why him? Oh, my but goodness. anyways, so yeah, so anyway, um, next Monday night, we, next uh, Monday, a week from tonight, uh, May twenty second. At 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, we are going to be doing our 100th episode of 
grounded. Mm-hmm. And so if you're if, uh, an avid listener, you can make it. Uh, I'd love to have you guys join us. Um, we're going to set up the mics. Uh, we'll have another mic out. Uh, we'd like to, um, you know, interview some of you. Have you guys asked questions? Have you joined in on the conversation? And uh, maybe just when one of you are done, the next one can come up and um and join us. So uh, we're just going to let you guys kind of uh, get in on the uh, on the action a little bit. Um, I think we're going to, you know, have a little corner in the fellowship hall, and we how are. many shows up, uh, we'll show up, and um, it should be good. We're going to have a good time. So we just thought we'd open it up and see what happens. Make it make it a little different. Yeah. So and yeah, just clear that up. I think the uh, connecting with Craig sit in the sanctuary. It did. I yeah. It's but that. But it's we will in be the in the fellowship hall. hall. Yes, yeah. So. That'll be corrected this week. Okay. Yeah. So. You need a general editor. You need to send Well, that's those. what happened. My editor changed it. She thought it was in the sanctuary, so. Uh, so you just send those things through me and. Yeah, so I, uh, I didn't, I didn't look over it after it was the editor looked at it, so. Oh, gotcha. Okay, well. Yeah, so. You know how it goes. I do know how it goes. Oh, she got fired this week. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always wanted to, like, I, I read, you know, magazines and hunting magazines and things like that, and, and I think, does no one proof these? You know, because spelling and grammatical errors, and it's like, I'm, I'm missing the boat. Like, I could do this job from home. Like, please, Bow Hunting Magazine, hire me as your editor because your editor's not that good. Dude, what do you think of Bow Hunting Magazine? He's probably got some redneck back there doing it while he's <laughs> right slurping down a Jack Daniels or something <laughs> exactly. like that. You know, and while he's polishing his bullets and guns. So, <laughs> and I looked over the ridge, and there she was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's probably from some, um, you know, hick from Virginia or something. You know how that is. You anybody from Virginia? I do know some people from Virginia. <laughs> so yesterday, so my my mother in law made a uh, rhubarb pie yesterday. Really? And uh, been forever since I have one of those. So after um, Al, after I finished mowing and and Allie and Christian woke up from their naps, um, we decided to go get ice cream. So we went up to da- uh, Green Camp Dairy Bar and got okay. some ice cream and. And then uh, from there, we had to stop by Dollar General in Richwood and then went to um, to Tom and Annette's to pick up this pie. And Kennedy in the back seat, she was like, Mom, don't forget your pie. I'm like, what? Who are you? Like, right. She was talking like she was talking like my mom because my mom will talk like that. And, you know, my mom's from Virginia and, and that's what Allie and I were talking yesterday. It's like my mom is the one that has like the thickest accent in our family. And certain words for me, like anything that ends in I and E, it's like, no, I'm fine. Like I'll say things like that. If I, if it just rolls off my tongue, right. like if I have time to think about it, like I, I don't say it as much, but like I feel like my, my southern draw has gone away since I've lived in Ohio for the past 15 years. But, um, but yeah, for some reason Kennedy was like, mom, don't forget your pie. And then she started <laughs> saying it and laughing and thought wow. it was funny. And so. did she get her pie? And Allie? Yeah. Yeah, she did. Was it good? I don't know if she ate it. Oh, so you didn't have any? I didn't have any, no. Oh, come on. I didn't even have any ice cream. Oh, come on. No. What's wrong with you? It's Mother's Day. Right. I saved my splurging for dinner. Do you? I did a little, I did sliders on the Blackstone with bacon. And um, we we made them. For, um, I toasted Hawaiian sweet rolls. It's always good. That's a healthy thing too. Hawaiian sweet rolls are super so, healthy. So healthy. I mean, 
Not a, they are if you don't eat them like you know like like waterfall. But if you have just one, it's fine. Hawaiian sweet rolls and Krispy Kreme. I'm pretty, it's like you know Tim Hawkins talks about like eating a Krispy Kreme donut is like eating an angel. Like Hawaiian sweet rolls are the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that what's in those Hawaiian sweet rolls, but it ain't bread. I'll tell you that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's the thing. You can't just eat one. No, you really can't. Like I, it's like wow, where'd that bag go? <laughs> you really can't. It's like and and they're just big enough but small enough. Yeah, where you're you like, don't feel bad about eating two or like three. Like, if I ate one, I almost feel like I got slighted. But if I ate five, I still think, well, I could have one more. You exactly. Know? So, he was like, I ate a half a dozen um, Hawaiian sweet rolls. This is a sin, right? This right? Is a sin. Right? It's got to be. So, looks good. Looks yeah. healthy. Yeah, it was good. That's <laughs> some uh, little sliders with cheese on them and mozzarella sticks. Back in um, 2003 um, and four, when Great American Ballpark opened up, they uh, they had a chef there. You know what he would have? Deep fried Twinkies mm. with vanilla bean ice cream. Are you ready for this? With chocolate and caramel syrup on top of it. It was a humongous um, entree out of this restaurant in Great American Ballpark. So I, I I'd work. I, I had worked there for a while, and somebody said, have you ever had the deep-fried Twinkie? And I'm like, no, I've never have, because it just sounded like I'm going to die after Heart attack, this thing. Right. So um, I bought one and sat down with it, and I'll be honest with you, it was absolutely unbelievable, and I ate every bite, and I could have eaten another one, but I already know that thing is just mm. – mm-hmm. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I've never good. had a deep fried what Twinkie. Are, what would a deep fried Hawaiian roll be like? Ooh. Ooh. I'll tell you what's good. Deep fried Oreos. I haven't had Are them. really good. Now we had, we were out in uh, Arizona on a mission trip and we had um, an extra kind of night to, um, to blow when we got back to Phoenix. Okay. And so on the way we went and watched the Diamondbacks play. And they, that year were running this special. And I think I've shown you this picture before. It was called the D-Bat Dog. It was a foot-long, like, huge, like, all-beef hot dog. And it was deep-fried. Wow. But it was in deep-fried. It was like a – it was wrapped in corn dog. Oh, meal. Well, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But it was corn dog um, with – Like pancake batter or something? Right. But it oh, was gosh. like cheddar and jalapeno in it. Mm. I lost you at jalapeno. Yeah, uh, totally. I like. Should have seen his face. Should have seen his face. A bucket, <laughs> right? But anyways, it was like so. It was like cheddar and jalapeno, like, <laughs> like inside of it. I think yeah. within the the corn dog on the outside with this big long. It was. We got like a lot of them. That was probably like fifteen bucks, wasn't it, or more? It was more. Uh, Twenty. I think it was like thirty-five or forty. Yeah. See, the Dodger dog is. Um, what did I hear this year? It's uh forty. That's crazy. Forty three bucks for the Dodger dog. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a family of five? I want five Dodger dogs. It cost you three hundred bucks to get a Dodger dog. That's crazy. That's insane. Insane. I I, I mean, it's, I know they're huge. They're foot longs. They're they're huge. It comes with two sides, but still, I mean, still, right? It's crazy. Like I saw a picture of one, a friend of mine went out there years ago, had a Dodger dog, and um, he had um, like pulled pork on, on top of that. Oh, my. Macaroni and cheese, and then he had coleslaw on the Dodger dog. He had this plate, like this basket thing. Uh-huh. He told me it had, it felt like it weighed five pounds. And I'm like, did you eat it on? He went every bite of it. That's like, awesome. Oh, my God. 
Thanks. That's like <laughs> going to Famous Dave's and getting the uh, the meal that co- all of it comes on a trash can lid because there's so much of it. <laughs> That's about what this should have been, right? It was crazy. It was crazy. So, but hey, hey, we got good weather. We do have. Good I heard weather. rain's coming in tomorrow. Is it? There's That's a chance, like forty percent in the chance. afternoon for a little bit. But did you see Wednesday night the low? We're back down to thirty-five or thirty-six. Yeah, dude, it's mid May. It's done with the thirties. Are you done with the thirties? I'm showing thirty-seven now. It's, it's oh, it's one degree. Up. Okay, thirty-eight would be better. It's tracking up, but yeah, yeah, thirty-eight would be better. It's going to get down to fifty-one tonight. Down to forty-five tomorrow. Thirty-seven percent chance of rain tomorrow. High sixty-six. So it's not going to get super warm tomorrow. Dude, I, I don't mind that. I, no, I like that. That's actually like going to be nice. That's perfect. The other day was highest sixty five on Wednesday. Okay, but low of thirty seven overnight. Mm. Um, the other day after we had that rain, was that Saturday or Friday? Remember it rained. It was only like seventy, but man, it was muggy out there. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was muggy out Very there. Very muggy. I could not believe it. It was muggy so. before it rained. I went over to Alum Creek Friday and ran like one of the. It was a horse trail, mm-hmm. and it was like you were running through the woods and everything. Super muggy. Oh yeah, and Allie was out with the dog and stuff, and she was like, "Did the mosquitoes bother you?" Because apparently over here the mosquitoes were bad, and I was like, "Already?" I think I was out running them. Yeah, I was on the bike trail the other day and got hit by one of those big bumblebees, you oh, know, yeah. right in the forehead. So I literally it hurt. It, oh, he yeah. actually hurt because I thought, "Did he? Uh, did he sting did me?" He sting and I'm him? feeling up here, so the whole time I'm riding, you know, I'm trying not to wreck and feel my forehead. Right. He, I think he just he just hit me. So those things are huge oh, too. Humongous is what they are. Yeah. Um, they, um, I used to call them yellow jackets, but that's not really a yellow jacket. No. So I call them bumble jackets now, so. There you go. <laughs> hey, we had a good day yesterday. We had a very good day yesterday. Uh, we, tennis was great. Mother's mm-hmm. Day was good. Um, good singing. Good singing. It was um, good singing. Good job on, uh, throwing, uh, and, uh, old him in with a new one and, um, um, I thought it was really well and people, I thought people were engaged yesterday mm-hmm. and agreed. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful day actually. It yesterday. was nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, almost felt like, um, like a fall day, but yeah. just, just really, uh, beautiful. So can't believe that we are, um, you know, got two more weeks left in our series. End up being seven weeks and mm-hmm. we've done five already. Can you believe it? Five. It seemed like we just started this. It is crazy. So we have Mother's Day. Then we're going to have Father's Day. Yeah. And then this affair service. And then it's Christmas. Yeah. It's That's Christ- what it seems Christmas, like, isn't it? Christmas is in four weeks. <laughs> That's why it's still cold. That's why, yeah, yeah. It only gets down to certain, certain things. So, uh, but yeah, it was really good yesterday, I thought. And, um, it was, you know, we talked, uh, talked a little bit about purpose in life and, uh, you know, what that means. And, um, and I think everybody, um, I think we all need to know what our purpose is because so many people kind of wander around aimlessly. You know, right. it's kind of like they don't have a purpose for their life. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And so <clears throat> people get sidetracked. Um, and they, I think you, we bog ourselves down. I mean, would you agree with that? We just kind of bog ourselves down a little bit. But, um, I started off yesterday and I asked three questions to start off with and kind of rapid fire succession. Why am I here? Why do I exist? And what is the purpose of my life and um i think i think those are legitimate questions because um you know you've been in you've been in, in the ministry long enough to know that when you talk to people um 
they all kind of come back to the they may never ask that question, but that's what they're asking. Exactly. Yeah, and absolutely. everything that they're looking for, whether it's job, marriage, you know, personal yes. inside, whatever is going on in their life. You know, why, why am I here? Why do I exist? And what, I mean, really, what's the purpose of my life? Right. And, um, and I think we all need to find a purpose. I mean, if you don't have a purpose, do you, you kind of wander aimlessly. I mean, it's just the, the, the craziest thing. Exactly. Um, but I, I think it's very important that we find out what our purpose in life is and what God's purpose for our life is right because you could actually um think you have a purpose but if it if it doesn't, if it doesn't align God, right then you're you're way off base because um i mentioned yesterday that you know how many times have you heard a athlete or a celebrity or somebody famous that are interviewed but they don't seem very happy in their life and exactly. they've got houses all over the world millions got of money, dollars fame and, yeah. fortune but they're not happy. You're like, how in the world could they not be happy? Because you're like, have you ever heard? Um, have you ever heard Brad Pitt interviewed? I have. He's the most depressing guy mm-hmm. to listen to. It's almost like if if somebody told me he was going to try to off himself, I would believe it because he just seems so depressed to me. Mm-hmm. It's like I would love to be able to sit down and have a conversation with him one on one and him actually listen, right? Um, to tell him, you know your worth is not in what you do or how you look or, or anything else. And it's only what God has done for you because I really believe he's searching for a purpose. Exactly. Um, I actually heard him probably the end of 20, 2021 and the interview was taken sometime like in the summer of 21, I think. Okay. And, um, just not, just not happy. I mean, just yeah. not, he's not negative, but he right. isn't positive. It's like you would think that the guy works a menial job at $10 an hour and can barely pay his bills. That's right. the way he sounded like. Right. And so I'm, you know, like, what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? And apparently what he's doing is not fulfilling his life. And, um, we all need to have fulfillment in our life. I love what, um, Ephesians 2 10 tells us. And I think this kind of starts the ball for rolling for us about who we are in, in Jesus. And it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things that he planned for us. And I love this part, long ago. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if we dive into that verse and break it down, yep. he planned for this long ago, meaning he planned it long before you were born. Yep. Long before you were even thought of, he had a plan for you and you were his masterpiece. So if you don't think that you're important to God... This is the first verse to start to prove that out. Exactly. That you are very important to God. And so um, I um, talked about that a lot of times we feel like failures. Yeah. And, um, and failure can come in different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, you can fail because you messed up. Or you can fail because you're on the on the wrong track. And right. I gave a defini- definition of failure yesterday. It says failure is succeeding at the wrong things. Right. So, again, we were just a minute ago talking about you could – you go to school, you can become a doctor, you can be the best doctor in the yep. world, but if it doesn't include God. Exactly. So what's your purpose in life? Yeah. I mean, you look at your, your analogy of Brad Pitt. Exactly. I mean, he succeeded by the oh, world standards. 100%. But apparently there's something there where he's he's failed. My wife's never admitted this, but I think she has a crush on him. I'm just thinking. There you go. Yeah, I'll have to ask her. Again. Yeah, she denies it, but like you, I see it in her face. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh gosh, oh man. But yeah, you're right. It's um, yeah. You, I think even as a Christian, mm-hmm. we can do the same thing. And, and that's the thing is, we have to be reminded, and that's why you know we've talked about it. It's so important to be 
in God's word. It's so important right. to to be reading scripture. You know, you brought up Second Timothy one nine. You know, because you know, especially as a Christian, you know, what is my purpose? Um, you know, it says He has saved us and called us to a holy life. It doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. Mm-mm. You know, it doesn't mean we're going to Mm-mm. have it all together all the time. It says not because of anything we have done, but because because of His own purpose and grace. And that's, I think that's so important because as a Christian, or let's say as a Christian, you've been a Christian for years. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get caught up into the religious where you say, I'm not religious. Right. But come on, I've been doing this long enough. There are a lot of people yes. coming to church who are religious. Mm-hmm. It's a religious experience. I got to go to church because that's where I find God and all that. Well, no, I mean, yeah, you can and you should. Right. Uh, but that's not the only place that you could find God. In yeah. fact, um, well, I loved what you said yesterday too. Um, I don't know if you said this both services. I know you said it first service, but you said, you know what? God is present here today. But God's not present because we're in a church. Exactly. God is present because you brought him exactly. here. You know, and that's true. It's absolutely true. And, and, and I think that as a Christian, we can actually say we're a Christian and go to church and still feel unfulfilled and yeah. not know what our purpose is right. because God is not the center of, of what we do. Right. And, and this is, this is such a mind shift and a mind change for a lot of Christian people is that it's not about the religious experience. It's not about the church experience. It's not about the traditional experience. What this is solely about is what God's will is for me in my life. Right. And that number one, I have to honor and glorify God in my life. And the thing that we need to remember is that, and this has been, a lifelong journey for me is that the more that I find out about God in my life, the more I find out about myself. Right. And so when I, when I think about God and I think about what God has done for me and I start to look at God on a more personal level, it, it causes me to look at myself on a more personal level right. that, um, the older that I get, the more I realize how incapable I am. Pulling off the facade of being a Christian. Right. right. And it's no longer about that for me where I have to, right. you know, when I was younger as a minister, you know, you kind of live in a glass bowl. For sure. People, you're always on display. You know, you got to make sure you display this, got to make sure you don't do this. I came to the conclusion that I'm not doing that anymore. Right. I am what I am. Here's the thing I know. I love God with all my heart. I love him passionately. Mm-hmm. I am a very flawed human being. I'm a very flawed man and husband and father. I'm a full, flawed granddad. I'm a flawed friend. I do know this. I do my best, and I do my best knowing what God has allowed me and him to get to this certain point in my life. But I also know that God is the most important thing in, in my life. And so through my frailties and my flaws, I got to let God work through that and not get so j- jacked up about that because what we try to do is we try to put off this vibe right. like we got this all together. Right. And so if I'm putting off, trying my best to put this vibe off, then I, how can I do that and allow God to work in my life? Mm-hmm. Because I'm still controlling right. you know, what God wants to do yep. for me um, in my life. Um, so you know, it, what, what you think about God is so important because mm-hmm. it's how you're going to think about yourself. Exactly. Because the truth is, is that, and, and you, I know you'll hit this here in a little bit, we are made in the image of God. Exactly. And exactly. Um, I, I love the Tony Evans quote. Is he awesome? Tony's great. <laughs> that, that's somebody I'd like to sit down and talk with. Have coffee with? Exactly. <laughs> he said, what you think of God has a lot to do with what you think of yourself. 
if you're an atheist or evolutionist, you are going to see yourself as an orphan, an orphan to the apes, and you'll end up making a monkey of yourself. That's and I don't have the rest of it. You have to read the rest okay. of it there. He says, if you see yourself as a creation of God with a great purpose, then you're going to be like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's right. Yep. You have to realize, number one, I'm a creation of God. Right. You already said this. We're going to talk about this here in a few minutes, but uh, I'm made in the image of God, and this is an important thing to remember, that God had me in mind when he made me, and God knows so much about me. So when you keep that in mind and not realize it's just, hey, um, I'm here by accident. Right. Not true. Not at all. So I guess I came up with, since we're doing level up, here's four levels right. that we can level up with. Number one is that God knows you. And this is so important to realize because a lot of people are like, well, I'm kind of a number left. Well, how would God even know who I am? Well, first of all, God created you. He is going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you have one kid or if you've got 12 kids, yeah. you know them. You know them. Yeah. You know them. And so Psalm 139 verse 1, it says this, uh, you have um, examined my heart and you know everything about me. Mm. God knows it all. Yep. Jeremiah 1, 5. This is God saying, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. I love that. Love that reminder. Before you were even conceived. Am I right when I read this? Yep. He knew who you were. Mm Mm-hmm. And the the, the heart of the facts are is that we have a hard time believing those things because we have such a start and an ending time. Right. Existence or no existence. So – how can you God know me before I was even born? Right. That should tell you how important how important you are to God. So mm-hmm. I think everybody needs to realize and I need to realize and you need to realize that God knows who I am and He yep. knew me before I was born and He knows it all. He knows He knows me frontward, sideways, and all around me. So I asked a question yesterday, um, because God searches your and he knows your character. Mm-hmm. So I asked this question what's the difference between reputation and character? And I said that reputation is what other people think about you. Like mm-hmm. Brandon's a great worship leader. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's he's a great runner. Or he's going through a midlife crisis. You know that's right. that's the <laughs> that's the reputation. I don't feel like a great runner today. <laughs> and then what mm. character is is what God knows about you. Right. He knows this about you. So that's actually who you exactly you know, who who you really are. So God knows God knows your actions and and He literally knows your behaviors. Oh man, yeah, <clears throat> got something jot logged in my throat. I, I can't quit yawning, so that's okay. Yeah, just don't fall asleep on me. And, and the truth there too is, you know, you look at the difference between reputation and character. Reputation, a lot of time, is perceived. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's perceived of what people right. think about you. Right. Character is is truth. You know, your character is going to shine through by your actions, by your words. Exactly. Um, you know, and so reputation is only going to get so far mm-hmm. if your character doesn't line mm-hmm. up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Psalm one thirty nine verses two and four, two through four says this, and this kind of goes along goes along with mm-hmm. what we're talking about. You know, when I sit down and when I stand up, and you know my thoughts even when I am far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to to say even before I say it, Lord. Yep. That's convicting if you think about it. Oh, absolutely. That's convicting. So we need to realize that God, God literally sees it all. He literally sees, um, everything about who we are. Yeah. And I love that. Sees us when we're at church, sees us when we're at home, sees us when we're with a crowd of people, sees us when we're by ourselves. Exactly. I loved, 
the the story you told of Peter Lord. And I, I've never heard of him. Really? Uh, I, I've read so many stories about him, and I actually started reading about him when I was in college. So okay. we're talking 40, you know, 38, 39, 40 years ago. Yeah. And he was one of those ministers that would be... He was kind of cutting edge before... Cutting edge before yeah. cutting edge. When everybody else is prim and proper... Right, straight-laced and... Yeah. He's not. He's kind of a character. He's kind of a funny man. He's kind of a Wayne Smith before right, Wayne Smith. Right, right. And he's exactly kind of, but he's a little mind. bit more beyond that. Right. He would be one of those guys that would be, if he wanted to get um, the point across, he would come dressed as a bag lady to right. get his point across that we need to, um, you know, help the poor. Yep. That's the kind of guy okay. he was back in the thirties when you didn't do that kind of stuff. Right. And so you have to imagine he is the first guy that I that I read about that walked into church one day. It doesn't matter how, how you're dressed because God sees your inside. And he came literally 1939 came to preach that sermon in a white T-shirt, jeans and no shoes. Nice. Think what that would have been like in 1939. Oh, my. That's how he did it oh to get my. people's attention. And he yeah. got it. Oh, I'm sure. So yeah, the story was good. That's great. Yeah. So that's the guy who he is. So. Yeah. And so you, you told the story. See if I can get it right. And if not, you can correct me, but I guess he got there long before, you know, anybody got there for the service and he went up into like the attic, the attic of the church. Yeah. And he had a microphone, had a microphone. And, um, so like, I'm assuming they sang songs before they him and everything got up to, to where he's supposed yeah. to, to preach. And about two minutes pass, and and nothing happens. And, and people, people are sitting there looking at each other. They're talking kind of whispering and whispering. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like his voice booms, and he's like, he's like "Good morning, church." He's like, "Hello, folks. This yeah. is your minister." Yeah. <laughs> and they're looking around, and and he's like, "Well, you can't see me, but I can see you. I can see everything that you've done from the time the service started." I love what he, I, there was one part where I, I actually copied down verbatim what it said. Right. He was like, uh, he was like, um, he's like, Mrs. Jones, I see you going through your purse looking for gum. You need to stop that. He was like, Bob Harris, I saw you sleeping during communion again. You need to stop doing again. That, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he was proving the point. He said, you know, if, if I can see everything you're doing throughout this service, think about, you know, the fact that God can see everything you're doing. No matter where you are, exactly, and and I'm sure that got their attention. I'm sure it did too, because um, I mean, think about that. I mean, and even think about the point that God can see everything that you do. I mean, it's so much. We're, we're we are so conditioned to project a certain image. I'm a great Christian. I'm a great dad. I'm a great father. I'm right. a great husband. I'm a you know I'm a great churchgoer. Here's what I do, and we that's the image that we project. But um, and I don't know who said this, and I. I don't know. It was somebody like Wayne Smith or Bob Russell or Cotton Jones said this. They were like, if you want to find out about yourself, watch yourself and who you are in private. Mm -hmm. What are your private thoughts? What's your private thoughts while you're on the road? What's your private thoughts when you're all by yourself? Right. When nobody's looking at you, that's exactly who you that's are. Who you so are. if that's not who you need to be, then you need to change yourself. And so um, – and, and I think that's a good a good analogy. Yep. Who you are in private is who you actually are. For sure. It's not it's not what you project up front. Right. Um, you know, it's not who you try to project in front of everybody. It's that's who you are. Right. So God God sees that. Yeah. He sees everything Absolutely. about about that. So um I um I just think that we need to be um we need to be careful about who we are. And that and that goes to, you know, um Knowing that God knows who we are, He knows our thoughts. He mm -hmm. knows He knows what our thoughts are. You know what they're going to be. You know, <laughs> three or four weeks from now, He knows everything, and He knows um, what's inside of our heart. Mm -hmm. And what's inside of our heart? Am I wrong? 
it usually comes – am I right? Is it usually come out over your mouth? Absolutely. Eventually. Yeah. Because you can only mask that so much. So – And I, I can't remember. I think it was Jesus that said out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The mouth speaks. So, um, you know, you uh, – I said yesterday that I – and I did – I read an article. It was talking about the words that we speak and sometimes we – People talk more than others, you know, but this article went to say that if you live to be 85 years old, you could fill a city library with the words that you speak. And that's a lot of words if you think about it. Um, just words tossed into the, into the middle of the city library. In Matthew chapter 12 verse 36, it says, and I tell you this, you must give an account on the day of judgment for every idle word that you speak. Mm. Are you convicted? Yeah. I'm convicted. Absolutely. I mean, I'm convicted of the words that I speak. I mean, it's pretty scary if you think about it. I mean, um, think about when you flippantly said something bad about somebody. Yeah. When you've gossiped or when you've said something you know you actually shouldn't have said, but you said it anyway. I got to give account for that. I got to give account for those, for those things that, um, that I said. So, but here's level two that God is with you. That's a good one. It is a good one. I was looking up to, to to make sure I wasn't wrong that Jesus did say that. So you were right. God is with you. You were you were you were right. Yeah. Anyways, um, Psalm one thirty nine verses five and six. You go be <clears throat> you go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing upon my head. That's really kind of mm-hmm. cool if you think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. And I get what he's saying. It is hard to understand that God God goes with me, goes before me. He's right. all around me. Right. And his hand of blessing is uh, is upon me. Mm-hmm. That's really, t- even as a long-time Bible-believing Christian, that's really hard to grasp sometimes when you think about it. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever had somebody ask you this question before, but, you know, they go through a tough time. And they're like, "Where's where was God when this happened? Right. Um, how come God didn't stop this? Or why why, uh, why did this happen? And, um, or God didn't seem like that he was with me. And I think that was one of the things that Satan does for us is try to get us to doubt the goodness of God or Absolutely. try to get us to doubt our trust in God by second guessing and, and, and doubting what 100%. God is doing in our life. I agree. And um, I've come to the conclusion that when you go through something like that, number one, God is going to give me a rescue. Mm-hmm. Or number two, God is going to rescue me, right. but he's going to lead me through the thing that I need to walk through. Correct. And so as I'm walking through that, one of two things are going to happen. I'm either going to be like, why are you allowing this to happen, God? Or God, I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm going to stick to you like glue and I'm going to hold on to you like nobody's business to get through this. Right. So I think those are the options that that we have when we are going through Mm -hmm. a terrible thing. I don't have to like what I'm going through, but I also know that God is not going to allow me to go through something that... um, He's not going to be with me. Exactly. He's going to, he's going to walk through it with me. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be like, Hey, you're on your own. Let me know how that goes when you get out of it. See you later. Right. No, he, here's what he wants me to do. He wants me to, he wants me to go so hard, lean so hard into him that I'm not going to be able to fail. I, I'm, I, it's definitely not going to be an easy walk or an right. easy road, but he definitely wants me to lean on him because here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to grow me and teach me. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. Can you actually grow? To the depth level that you need to go spiritually if you don't walk through some hard circumstances in your life. I mean, if your life is just always cake and always easy and just, you know, one great thing after another. I like cake. <sighs> yeah, I do too, but nothing, I don't eat it very often. Well, nothing good comes from eating cake all the time, right, though? 
Right. Than getting well, okay, yeah. So here's the deal, and it, this is the way to look at it. So you eat cake all the time. We having cake next Monday. We are okay. Awesome. Yeah, I've got to find out. Yeah. Anyways, okay. we'll, we'll. Yeah, I'm gonna make the cake. <laughs> okay. If you eat cake all the time, you're gonna grow, right? Yeah. Well, not taller. To no wider. But, but you're gonna grow, and it's probably not gonna be the growth that you're looking for, right? Exactly. But it, when you think of of good growth, and you you um you think of muscles, <sighs> if you don't work your muscles. Yeah. What's going to happen? Your, your muscles aren't going to grow. They're not going to get stronger. They're not going to get bigger. But if you are intentional and, and you, um, go through a regimen and you work your muscles, say you want your, your, your biceps to be bigger. And so you, you go through this regimen and then you, what, what happens when you work those muscles? They, they tear and then you give them time to, to rest and then they, they, you know, heal back together and they right. get bigger. And, and I'm not a, you know, I'm not, a person, I'm not a trainer or anything, so I don't know all the right terminology, but you have to tear them. They have to go through some stress and some strain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in order to repair and to get stronger and to get bigger. And the more muscle you build, mm-hmm. the more fat you burn. Exactly. Because the less muscle you have, the more fat you have. Exactly. And I think that's the same thing in our spiritual mm-hmm. life. What am I getting what you're saying? Right. Is that when you grow or when you tear mm-hmm. your muscles, that's going through the um, tough circumstances yep. could be the same thing with your running. When yes. you're running yep. and you're, you're building up an endurance, you're building up your strength to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's always about the next level. It's yes. always about leveling up yep. because what happens is a lot of Christians never level up and, and it just really frustrates the, the tar out of me sometimes when the a Christian mindset is mm-hmm. the same that it was 40 years ago. Right. And there are people that sit in this sanctuary every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. I will guarantee you, I can tell by their actions and their thoughts and their words, they haven't changed yep. since 1975. You know what? Shame on you. Exactly. Shame on you because you need to be changing, stretching, and growing. Whatever circumstances you go through needs to lead you closer to God and build you stronger. Yep. And it's like the spiritual tearing yep. of your muscles to get you stronger, yep. to get you uh, to get you to a place that you need to be. Because as much as I hate, and I do, I lift to. You know, when you're 57, you have to do something right? or you just get older. And so, and, you know, it's not like I'm trying to turn the clock back, but I am going through a midlife crisis. That happened 18, 19 years ago, bro. Uh, I don't have to go through that anymore. Thank God. Right. I get to watch you do it now. So, uh, okay. (laughs) But I, uh, but what I do is, um, you know, I read a book, um, I'm digressing here a minute, so hang with me. There you go. I read a book, um, or, uh, an article I was telling Anita about this last week. This guy's 95 years old. The name of the article is Keep Moving. Mm-hmm. And he's 95 years old. There's a picture of him. He, I swear he looks like he's 70. Yeah. Keep moving. Keep eating right. He talks about the very same thing of, he, you know, he said, I'm not as strong as I was when mm-hmm. I was 65. Yeah. But he said, I'm stronger. Than any 95 year old man on the planet. That's awesome. And I was like, he is. Cause there was a picture of him and he has, um, like a cut off, you know, sleeveless shirt on and he's flexing his biceps. And I'm like, I was impressed. I was impressed with this dude because I'm like, he's 95 years old and the dude has some, uh, some muscle. He's got shoulders on him and he looks like he's about 70 years old. And, um, but he takes good care of himself. Mm-hmm. And here's what his thought was. He said, my thought pattern was at age 70. I don't know how much longer I have, but he's a Christian. And he said, so no matter how much longer I have, number one, I want to be in good shape physically. Mm -hmm. 
because that's only going to help me be in better shape spiritually. Mm-hmm. And he said, I always put the two hand in hand with mm-hmm. the spiritual leading, the physical, because he said, you know, um, he, here's what he does. He's, he takes a cheat day or he eats bad. So if there's like, you know, 31 days in the month, on the 31st day, he has a cheat day. So he eats he- healthy, like 30 days. He said if February – He's got more willpower than I do. I know. So 28 days in February. Yeah. So for he'll take the 28th day, but he said he loves a leap year because he will take the 28th and the 9th and eat there back to go. back bad. Good for him. Because he said that's a free day by God. And he said, and since I'm 95, I'm looking forward He's to the next one. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what he, the, the whole premise of that was is that – the whole time that he is moving and the whole time that he is working and getting stronger physically, he said that he is always constantly keeping his mind on the things of what, of where God wants him to be. And he said, um, it's, this is the craziest thing. He said, you're not going to believe what I've learned from age 80 to 95 about God, things mm. I never knew before. And he said, I've known God since I've been 19. Yeah. I was like, so I got a lot more to learn about God. Exactly. This is exciting. This exactly. is exciting. Yeah, and I, I think just to get back to where we were, you know, just thinking about that and him talking, essentially what he said there was it's a mindset. You know, he's got to keep his mind on God and, and he works, you know. And, and so, you know, sometimes you have to go through the pain. Exactly. Um, but you can't just wallow in that pain. Right. If your mind is still on God. Exactly. And you know and understand that God is walking with you through exactly. that process, then just like, you know, running, just like weightlifting, just like this gentleman here, exactly. you know, you can take that pain and turn it into gain. Exactly. Um, I should be a trainer. Okay. Maybe like Jesse not. Jackson. Pain right. to gain. Pain to gain. Um, uh, you know, it's the other day, um, uh, I was working out in the gym. This is last week and I, um, went heavier on weights and that I have been in a long time. I think I got a Snapchat of that. And I lit, and I, and I literally ripped out, um, a couple of muscles and it was sore. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I, I thought I did it when it happened. You can, you can kind of oh, feel yeah. it go. Yeah. It doesn't rip, but you can feel the ripples. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is, I think I just did this, which is good. And I realized it's going to be good, but it's something that I don't enjoy. Right. Can I be honest with yep. you? So, um, I didn't really feel it the next morning, although it was a little sore. But by the end of the, I did it like on a Tuesday, by Wednesday night, um, I was totally sore. Mm-hmm. Thursday, um, it was sore. Friday, it started getting better. By Saturday, it was just a twinge left. That yep. was it. So you got through it. So um, today's the day again for that particular muscle group so i'm anxious to see how how that how that works so um i want an update later yeah what i'm saying is that there is some discomfort when you're going through this but there's a plan to the discomfort and that's what god's trying to do for us in our life so exactly what we need to realize is that god is with you he's with us god is with you no matter what happens no matter where you go no matter what's going on good bad different ugly whatever and with that is we have to understand, you know, and I know you've had people talk to you about stuff. Why would God allow this to happen? Why would this happen? Why, you know, why would God, you know, some people even say, you know, why would God make this happen to me? Exactly. The truth is, is that we live in a broken world. Exactly. And we've talked about this before, but because sin entered the world, um, bad things happen. And sometimes we have no control over those. Exactly. Yes, God does allow them to happen. But again, with the right mindset, exactly, we can exactly. persevere through them and come out the other end stronger, exactly. closer to God too. Exactly, I um I, I love the fact that God is 
that God is literally uh, mm-hmm. with us. And um, I think sometimes the thing that we, I know a lot of people wouldn't say this out loud, but by their actions, they say this, that they actually limit God to a mm-hmm. certain place or they, they put God in a box. Correct. And I'm really, at my age, I'm tired of people putting God in a right. box, limiting the power of God, limiting the spirit of God. You're thinking, well, how can you limit the spirit of God? Well, he's not going to oversue, he's not going to supersede a free right. will of your heart if that's not what you want to happen. Exactly. And I can't tell how many people who call themselves Christians have stopped the movement of God in their personal life. In their marriage, in their family, in their churches, all because they're stubborn and it's a power play because yep. they want it their way. Right. And um, you know what? It, it's infuriating sometimes when when I read that. So there's a verse I read from Acts seventeen twenty four. It said, "The God who made the world, this is huge, mm-hmm. and everything in it, is the Lord of heaven and earth, and He does not live in temples built by human hands." Yeah. I would love for the vast majority of the Christian community. To open up their heart to God and their mind and watch God work. Yeah. If we would do that, Sky's including limit, myself, yeah. what could God do in our Absolutely. lives? Absolutely. Because we all limit God to I know I have. I try not to, but Right. God, what do you want me to do? Oh, absolutely. Where do you want me to go on this? So. Yeah, and it goes back to we've talked about it, you know, the prayer that Jesus prayed, you know, your will be done. Exactly. Um level three was God has a purpose for you. You know, and so you you talk about life and purpose, and the truth is, is that God does have a purpose for us. Sometimes we choose to go off that path and create our own right. purpose. Um, but again, you look at at people, and you look at high profile people; they're not happy mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's not the same purpose that God has. Um, mm-hmm. I love this this section of scripture here that you read with that Psalm one thirty nine verses thirteen through sixteen says, "You made all the delicate." inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me, get this, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. And you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a, that, that verse is unbelievable. So I, I think I said yesterday that, you know, if you believe that verse and, um, then you're not going to support abortion and there's Absolutely. Christians and mm-hmm. that support abortion. I, I'm going to be honest with you. If you are a so-called Christian mm-hmm. and you support abortion or you vote for somebody, I'm just going to tell you straight up. We're not on the same team, nope. and don't pretend like it, mm-hmm. because if you believe that verse, then you believe in life, and I don't care what you believe. Everything is wrong. I don't care if you say, well, the person isn't a Christian. They don't know. Here's the thing. That same person who's murdering a baby mm-hmm. would be so irritated if you went to an eagle's nest and broke eagle eggs. Exactly. They, that same person who has a dog would not take their dog's life the way they, they end a baby's life mm-hmm. because Satan has delusioned eyes both Christians yep. and a mass exactly. and the majority of our culture yep. to believe that murder is okay. Yep. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're a Christian and you think that is okay, we're not on the same side. You're not my friend. I'm not going to excuse you. You're like, uh, it's like Jesus with the Pharisees. You might look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're full of dead man's yep. bones. You're putrid on the inside. Yep. I, I don't want anything to do with you because you are such a fake phony and a pretender mm-hmm. like I've never seen yep. before. So, you know, uh, it's kind of like, get out of here. You're, we're, we're not on the same team. Go to the other side. Go to the side of Satan where right. you actually belong. Right. And I know those are harsh words, but I'm just going to be honest with That's you. That's where you are. It's yeah. 2023. Game stopped in 2020. So 
it's time to wake up. Yep. I mean, how many times have we said wake up and stop that? And, you know, you got to change that. And, yeah. And all that. And I love David here because, you know, David's not a Harvard graduate. He go to Yale. He doesn't know about all the, the testings of, of everything, but he knows enough that to, by, but what God can do where he says, you know, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Yep. And fearfully. Yep. And wonderfully made by the hand of God. Yep. And I love the fact that it's God's. Exactly. God made it. It's you're made in yep. you're, you're made in you're made in the image of God. Yeah. And I love that. You know, it just as he's as he's writing that, it just shows that, you know, God has a purpose from even before we're born. Exactly. God has a purpose for us. You know, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. You know, and, and that's what things that happen to us in our life, you know, go back to the what we were talking about. You know, the bad things that happen in our lives, yeah. good things that happen yeah. in our lives, it doesn't matter. Guess what? God's not surprised by those things. Right. You know, we're like, oh my goodness, we're surprised exactly. by right. them. Right, right, You know, right. but God's not surprised by them because, you know, every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And that's the beauty of that verse is that life is created by God. He is the creator of, of, of the universe. He is the creator of my life, your life, and anybody's life, and the yep. lives that are yet to come yep. in this world. And um, it's not um, – Joe Biden doesn't give you life. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump doesn't give you life. The Supreme Court does not give you life. You know what? They have no say in life or anything whatsoever. It's God's period end of discussion. And if they supersede God, God help them when they stand before him, because on the day of judgment, it's going to get brutal and rough real fast, real quick with them. Exactly. Psalm 14, one is a great verse and it says a fool says in his heart, there is no Mm -hmm. God. And if you believe in abortion or you support that, you basically are saying there's no God because you just made yourself God. And again, we're not going to agree on this. We're, we're going to disagree every single time. So my, my whole thing about this yesterday was don't fall for the lies of the culture and the government. A government is so corrupted and evil. The culture is so say, is so satanic and, um, don't fall for that. Don't fall them. Don't fall for the, for the joke and the lie that you're a mistake and that you were not created for a purpose and that even your gender might have been a mistake. So you can change and do whatever that you want. And here's the thing about that whole gender thing and and everything it's like i i i tell you the most infuriating thing um over the last several years is when you hear somebody like the uh you know dr fraudy you know when he stands up or fauci sorry and he says follow the science but he doesn't follow the science on basic biology one-on-one right where you're a male or a female i mean seriously i said a few weeks ago as you're getting into the shower, you're going to know if you're a male or female. Sorry, that's just the way that it is. No matter how you stack it, no matter what says, yep. you can change your gender. You can be a zebra for all I care. You can call yourself a giraffe and part rabbit. But the day you die and they draw your blood, you're going to come out one or two things, male or, male female. or female. Yep. And that's basic. You know what? That is science. Yep. You know what that is? It's the science of God. Exactly. What they're trying to perpetuate on you is satanic science mm-hmm. to get you to lead you away from God, to say that God made a mistake making you a male or a female and that you are a mistake. So if you can doubt God, guess what? All bets are off. Yep. Greatest ploy and lie by Satan ever <laughs> perpetrated on the world. Yep. And people buy into it. And what is staggering is Christians buy into it. That. And that's what I was going to say. And that's, that's the sad thing is I've seen some videos lately of, of high profile ministers again out there. One of them was like, you know, Hey, I wish, you know, I wish there was another way. I wish would, I wish God would have made an, an if category. It's like, what? Like, have, what are you trying to do? Have you ever seen that old show? 
Sorry, guys, for this. So hang on. Just bear with me. Right? That old show back in the 80s, they had the claymations of Celebrity Deathmatch. I loved Celebrity Deathmatch. I death would match. love to be a celebrity, you know, minister match. Yes. And pit me against that guy. And I know who you're talking about. You know exactly who I'm talking Perfertic about. Pit me against Stephen Perfertic or tip me against that guy and put us in the Andy middle Stanley. of that ring. Yeah. Put us in the middle of that ring on a claymation. How fun would that be? All right, back to our regular program. Now I'm, I'm thinking of what we would call that. I know. That'd be sweet. Claymation yeah. was, that was pretty good. That was above its time. Yeah. I, I always do. Have you ever seen the Claymation Christmas yeah. with the California raisins and the, yeah. the bells, the, the hunchback yeah. of Notre Dame yeah. who was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think the big, the funniest celebrity death match I ever saw was Clint Eastwood against boy, boy George. Oh, nice. It was hilarious. Like Clint Eastwood, it was like over before it started. Oh gosh. Which one? Why are we even talking about this? Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> and, um, who did Ozzy? Was it Michael Jackson? It was another somebody. It was Ozzy Osbourne and somebody. Pretty sure Ozzy Osbourne ate the other person. Oh, anyway, <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, that was that was a crazy show. So anyways, but, uh, anyway, back um, where were we? Okay, the fool so. says in his heart there is no God. <laughs> exactly right, right. Um, anyway, we, we it's amazing though how God how. How how Satan has perpetrated the word of God yeah. and twisted it and watered it down, in that there are so called ministers and Christians that in um, that are that are twisting it too. And honestly, I'm just going to be honest. I don't consider them brothers or sisters or not Christians, at all. not at all. And that's that's in our fact. I, I consider them worse than the culture. Right. It's kind of like a um, because they're deceiving so many people, exactly. and that's our our thing is pay attention, people. Exactly. Wake up. And, and know your Bible. If you know your Bible, you're going to be able to, your, your red flag is going to go up instantaneously when, when a minister that maybe you're watching on YouTube or something says something like that. Just like, what? Right. wait a minute. Yeah. That doesn't sound right because the truth is that Satan is, he's infiltrated the church, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to worry about the world. And we've talked about this multiple times, mm-hmm. but if he can get his foot in the church mm-hmm. and if he can get Andy Stanley to talk about, um, you know, homosexuality and that it, you know, it's okay and, and everything else. And then other people are, are like, oh, well, if Andy Stanley believes that, may, that is what God's word he says. He wears makeup too, by the way. I saw that. What's that? He wears makeup too. Have you ever seen? He has a really, his, you can see the makeup. I've got my thoughts about Andy Stanley, but I'm going to keep them to myself right now. So. But you wear makeup too, don't I you? I do not wear makeup. Oh, I'm sorry. You wear tights. Anyway, let's yeah. go ahead. I'm wearing those next week for the oh, 100th gosh, episode. Level four. God has you in his heart. <laughs> yes, he does. God has you and your tights in his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, Psalm 139, 17 and 18 says, How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. I love that. This is a important verse. How precious are your thoughts. David's great. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. This is a very important verse. Mm-hmm. Very. I mean, think about all the sand on the world, in the world. You're, you're, you're going this summer to the beach, correct? Yep. yep. And so you're going to be on a sandy beach. Correct. That's just one beach out of thousands mm-hmm. across the world mm-hmm. in like remote places that we don't even know yep. about and sand that's in the, in the ground mm-hmm. and sand that's in the, in the ocean and sand that's in bags at Home Depot. Around lakes. Lo- lakes. Everything. Think about it. That's the number that it, God's thoughts towards you. Mm hmm. Outnumbers the grains of sand on the on the earth. That's crazy. I, I I'm 
When I read that a couple weeks ago, I knew mm-hmm. this verse, but when I read that, I really, it made me stop and pause for a while. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was trying to comprehend that. Yeah. And I love how he starts that in verse 17. How precious are your thoughts about exactly. me? And so I, I, by the way, you did a good job weaving in count your blessings yesterday. Thank you. But um, I said, we, we sing the song, count your blessings, name them one by one. And and I said yesterday, I actually think it's impossible to count all the blessings Agreed. that God has given to us. And if we literally sat down and, and, and jetted our mind down and thought about the blessings that God has given to us w- that we take for granted, we'd be here all day. Because yep. you and I have been sitting here for the mm-hmm. past uh, almost hour, yep. and we've taken one thing for granted, the air that we're breathing, mm-hmm. that we're healthy, yep. that we're moving, that our bones are fine, and that we're able to drink coffee. And that's all things we take for granted that we think we deserve that. Right. But if one of those are taken away, mm-hmm. then we've, oh, that was a blessing in my life. Mm-hmm. And so how many times have you heard somebody lose their health or get an ache and pain they can't get rid of? It's like, I I didn't realize how good I had it. Exactly. It's a blessing. It's it a is, blessing. Yes, It's a absolutely. blessing from God. Um, a lot of people see God as a mean, angry Dictator, man. yeah. Like he's trying to thumb you down or trying to squash your fun. And, you know, why does God want to keep me from having, you know, having so much fun? Because, you know, we're always like, you know, why does God have so many rules? Why does God have so many regulations in the Bible that yeah. it just Thou shall not? Me, yeah, he doesn't want me to have any fun in my right. life. Like, what should I do? And, um, you know, uh, I heard a long time ago that when God says thou shall not, um, what God is doing is he's trying to keep you clean, yeah. pure, and trying to keep you from hurting yourself. It's kind of like you looking at Jordan and Christian and Kennedy today and be like, hey, thou shall not play in the middle of Route 4. Mm-hmm. And Christian's like, oh, I, I I don't understand. You're trying to keep me from having fun. What's wrong with you, Dad? Right. And he turns around, slams his door, and walks off. You're like, what? Right. That's a stu- That would be a stupid reaction, right. wouldn't it? Because what you're trying to do is keep him from alive, keep yeah, him from getting. As a father, it's my job to protect him, and that's what God. That's doing. what God's trying to do too. So every time God says, "Thou shall not," you know what God's basically saying? God's basically saying, "Okay, here's the key to life. Here's the mm-hmm. key to happiness. Here's the key to success. Here's the key to when Jesus says, i 'I've come that you might have life and have it to the fullest.' Thou shall not provides that for you. Because exactly. think of all the times that somebody has been married, but they've stepped out on their spouse and had an affair." If they would have just listened, thou shall not commit adultery, mm-hmm. they would have saved themselves, their relationship, their kids, the relationships yeah. around them, their kids. It affects every – it actually will affect generation from generation to generation by your one selfish act yep. Yep. alone. And that's how selfish we are because, mm-hmm. oh, no, I deserve it. My spouse doesn't treat me right. I don't care. I don't care. Yep. Thou shall not commit adultery. Period. End of discussion. Right. That's what it means. Yep. And God's not doing it to keep you from not having fun. God's trying to keep you safe and, and keep you happy. Psalm 8411. Yep. Can we read it? Oh, no. Yeah, if you want to, go for it. No, go for it. For the Lord is, is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing, and I love this part, from those who do what is right. Yep. He doesn't say... You got to be perfect. It doesn't say that you got to you got to be doing it all the right. All he's saying that you got to do what is right, meaning your heart is right. focused on what is right. So I asked a question toward the end of the um, the uh, sermon, which I didn't know where you were in the second service, but I asked it anyway. I was chatting. What's your purpose? I was watching the live stream, and that question came up, 
on the live stream, which is about 30 seconds behind where you are normally. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've got to go. But it's a great question. And, and I think a question that we need to ask not just once, but, but continuously ask ourselves, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And my um, purpose is what? To glorify, to glorify God. God, to love God, to be in love with yep. God, to do what God wants me to do, to listen to God. You know, it gets back to two summers ago from James to know God's word, know God to do God's word yep. and not because to get any reward, but that I'm getting yep. the reward because of my love for God. Yeah. John Piper's great. Johnny P. And this is, this was actually a, a Johnny Piper. Quote you know what? That is very under. He must, I think he quoted this in the middle of the night when he got up to use the restroom. Must it's have. So it was, easy to it understand. Was, yes. He said, do you think God just created you to serve him? No. Truthfully, all the angels can serve God better than you could on your best day. And how true true. is that? That is true. He said, you were made to glorify and love him. (laughs) Glorify God. That's it. So my question is, is how can you glorify and love God and say you're loving God when you don't follow God's word? Am I right? Yep. How can you say you're in love with God and you want to follow God and you say, I I agree with abortion or I support somebody else who who agrees with abortion? Right. How can you say that you love God and want to glorify God when you're agreeing with the culture over God's word? Yep. So what's the choice, folks? Make your choice. You know, here's my thing in 2023. Pick a side. Yep. That's probably the sermon series for late August or late summer. Pick a side. What side are you on? And um, thank you. People didn't like me then. Just wait till that. They're going to be right. like, we want the old guy back. Right, exactly. <laughs> but that's where we're at today. We're, pick a side. Jump yeah. on a side and stay there and yep. fight to the bitter end. Stop waffling, going back and forth. And because all you look like is a big traitor at this point. I mean, you're right. just, you're just you, what you're doing is you're jamming up the, the, the progression mm-hmm. of what God wants to mm-hmm. do. And you're jamming the rest of us up as the yep. Christian community. So people like the ministers we've talked about yep. because I've talked to people. Who followed their advice. Yep. And they didn't, it didn't work for them. And so they come talking to me and crying. Right. Well, this is what right. I read and all that. I'm like, well, you got to quit reading that. You got to read your Bible. Got to read what God's word says. So, um, that was week five. It was good. Week six is coming up. Yep. And then week seven is the one and only you. The one and only me. That'll be nice. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be really good. And it's like, it's like the, it's like, hey guys, welcome to the Chenault Sunday the, morning show. The Chenault show. Starring Brandon Chenault, Donnie Chenault, and? Aunt, is, Aunt Pickle Chenault. Oh, there you go. What's her real name? Nicole. Please, I was like, please tell me it's not Pickle. Pickle. No, it's Nicole, <laughs> but when we were little, I would call her Nickel Pickle. So when my kids were little, I was just like, hey, Aunt Pickle, Aunt Pickle. And so that got my kids saying, calling her Aunt Pickle. Funny thing is, was, it took them years before they realized that her real name was Nicole. That's funny. So <laughs> that's funny. Awesome stuff. So hey, come, things that are coming up uh, on June Sunday, June fourth. Um, a couple things are happening. We're having uh, graduation Sunday, correct? And if you have a graduate um, that we don't know about, you need to contact the church office or contact Clint Matlack, and he will get you all set and ready to go and get ready for graduation Sunday. We're going to honor our graduates uh, in both services on that Sunday, and also on that Sunday we start a new sermon series called King Me. King Me. King me. And so here's what's going on in the gospel project in our children's ministry department. They are talking about the Kings right now. So I decided to pony back on the children's ministry side. Since they're talking about King Saul, King David and King Solomon, I thought, why not do that along 
with the adults, with some of their parents, King Saul, King David, and King Solomon. So that's who we're going to talk about in the month of June. So there you go. We're going to try to draw some lessons and some conclusions about um, their life, what they got right, what they got wrong, and what we can learn about that, what God's teaching us through those stories that are in the Bible. So mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to that. And that starts on June 4th. So good. the graphic is awesome. So just wait. Yeah, you're, I'm excited about you're, that. You're, you're going to be excited. So mark those two dates down on, on your calendar. And then, uh, Sunday on Mother's Day yesterday, we started the baby bottle campaign for the mm-hmm. new, new path pregnancy resource, resource center. center. And, um, so give out a lot of baby bottles. We have a baby bottle that's almost full. Do you? There's more out there. So you need to get another one. We're going to. Just keep we went on. home okay. and, um, Kennedy started dumping out her piggy bank. And, for her. and filled like three quarters of a baby bottle up. Awesome. She wanted to give the money to the babies. Good for you. Good for so her. Good for her. One of those proud it's dad good, moments. You know, it's a good thing. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I think kids can mm-hmm. get involved. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. It's really cool about that. So if you didn't get your baby bottle, you can pick it up at the Welcome Center. That goes all the way through Father's Day. Yep. The bottles need to be returned by Father's Day. So Correct. that is um, in June. So we got a few weeks left before mm-hmm. that rolls around. Um, also, just to let you know, um, our, we've been highlighting ministries, different ministries throughout our church in the Welcome Center for two weeks at a time. Yesterday was women's ministry, and uh, next Sunday's women's ministry. So I'd encourage you to stop by the women's ministry display to see how you can get involved and what's available for women if you're not already involved with them. So, And you can talk to Sue Allen Ackerman if you have any more questions. There you go. Um, Vacation Bible School. We got a lot going on. We do. Vacation Bible School is coming up. I won't spend too much time on that, but that is July 10th through the 14th. And if you are, um, would be interested in helping, please contact the church office or Sue Ellen Ackerman and they will send you, um, in the right, um, direction. So I don't know what else we got going here. What else can you think of? Don't forget 100th episode recording next Monday, May 22nd. 6, Six o'clock in the fellowship hall. Try to come a little early so we can get all the P's and Q's out of the way and and everything ready for that. So. We'll explain to you how we're going to do the night and um, then we're we'll going to have go, some we'll cake and right coffee. In. Cake and coffee. Yeah. So you'll you'll enjoy that. I mean, yeah. how, I mean, how good is it to drink cake, eat cake, and drink coffee at six o'clock at night? Perfect. I drink drink cake and eat coffee at any time. What kind of cake? I'm thinking about Funfetti. I mean, it's it's a party, so we'll go Funfetti cake. Plus, I love Funfetti. Too bad we don't have like little statuettes of our Bitmos we could put in the cake. That would be awesome. Would it be though? Yeah, would it be? It would It'd be, be awesome, actually. It would be. Yeah. So uh, if we got, we'll see what kind of stickers we have. Grounded stickers. We mm-hmm. might give you one if you come. We'll have, make them available to you guys when you get there. And yep. Um, but uh, plan to be with us in um, Monday night at six o'clock. We're looking forward to it, and we'll see what see happens. what happens. So. Be good. Also, let you know on Memorial Day we will not be broadcasting and doing a uh, correct episode of Grounded, and uh, so we'll end up missing that week, I'm sure, unless we squeeze one in in the middle of the week. Yeah, we'll see what we'll happens. See what happens, right? Yeah, because we're getting ready to go into King Me after that. King Me. You don't want to talk about my sermon that I preach, anyway. So you know what? Um, we can. I mean, I don't care. We'll see. Um, I wonder if I could get a crown to wear that day. I think you should King Me. You should. And I just look at you and say, Brandon, King Me. Yeah. Boom. So the other day, I had um, – actually, I had a couple people ask me this over the last couple of weeks, but I had this happen the other day. Somebody asked me um, – remember a couple of weeks ago? Um, I can't remember the song that, that we sang, and I stood up, and you looked at me and said, 
something about the storm or something. Yeah. You remember we that? sang two songs that talked about storms in them. And it was and it raining was, that morning. It was raining that morning. It was cornerstone. And through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. Yeah. And I get up and I'm getting ready. I, I, I don't know what happened. I mean, I'm waiting for him to quit the music. And then, you know, I'm ready to go, hey, everybody, how's it going? You guys. Um, and he actually looks at me and he's like, hey, Craig. And I look over and he And says, I said, what? He just does. want you to know, I know it's raining outside, but through the storm, he is Lord of all. I can't remember what I said. And you were like, well, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a couple of people ask me, did you guys plan that out? And I was like, no, I didn't even know he was going to do that. I said, now, the second service, right. I wasn't for sure he was going to do it, but I looked over and then he did it. Yeah. But the first service, I had no idea. So none. When it comes to music and everything, like my, my mind is able to wonder at times, like on a song like Cornerstone, we've sang that for years. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, I could probably play and sing that song with my eyes closed, but my eyes were wondering and I thought, Oh man, that's, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to say that. So, so there you go. And also yesterday I had a couple of people ask me, um, cause yesterday in the sermon, like I, we talked about, I mentioned mm-hmm. count your blessings. Yep. And I had a couple of people ask me, did you guys plan that out? And I was like, I had no idea he was going to do that. That's awesome. And I said, yeah. I said, I actually, uh, I said, I can't remember when it was. I said, maybe three or four yeah, weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago. I, uh, I said, I asked Brandon, I said, hey, can we, can we do this? I don't want to do the whole song. I just want to do a couple courses. Can we match it up with something? And I said, and, and he made it work. I said, he put it to the right song, actually. Mm-hmm. I said, it was, it was that was great. the Holy Spirit. That wasn't yeah. me, but it wasn't. I mean, well, then maybe we should pay the Holy Spirit. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. So I, I just I just thought it was neat. I was like, no, I said it. You know, we do work on it, but I said, you know, I know Brandon prays about it and then looks at what he needs to do. And I said, I had no idea what the other song was going to be. Mm-hmm. I just said, I maybe you can pair it up with something. And and I think I had told you, I'm like, it's gonna be good. Yeah, like I was excited yeah. about where I felt like it landed. So I think it's kind of cool that people pay attention. They, they notice those things. They right. pay attention and they're exactly. like, oh, you mentioned this. So that, which is really good because you mentioned that. Yep. And we sang it, so now people are like, it just count ties your blessings them together. You know? yeah. And so I do want people to count their blessings. Exactly. I do want people to think about what right. God has done for mm-hmm. us and kind of pony back of what we've been talking about over the last several weeks and for leveling sure. up and, and everything. So, yeah. Looks like a good week ahead. There you go. It's going to be good. Weather's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. Guys, thank you again for listening to us and our ramblings and our whatever we do here. And again, we want you guys to come uh, Monday night. We hope to see you. We don't know if one, two, ten, or maybe maybe it'll just be me and you. It might. We'll have be. a lot of cake to eat if it's just yes. us. Yes. So we're we'll like, hey, how can we split a half a sheet cake? Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Are <laughs> right, do are, is our bitmos on them? They're gonna be. So do I eat my own bitmo? Yes. I'm not eating yours. <laughs> I'll eat mine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good deal. Well, we hope to see you. This Sunday, if you are in the Richwood area at RCC, 9 or 10.30. Um, and then again, if you can't make it next Monday at 6 o'clock, join us for that. And it's going to be good. So, Craig, thanks for joining me. You have a good week. I will. And, and thank, everybody thank you for else. Being here. Hey, it's my pleasure. See y'all.